and brothers we are going to chillax and have a rocking time as we take an easy ride an easy easy ride during this summer of love let's hit it boys Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and I just love hamming it up always for all y'all. And uh, <clears throat> so here we are, and today I am delivering part one of a new four-part uh, series for the summer entitled Summer of Love. Today's message specifically entitled, get it? and get ready for it loving friends loving friends that's today's title and it is based off of john chapter 21 verses 3 through 17 that's john chapter 21 verses 3 through 17 so let us dive into the word today simon peter said i'm going fishing We'll come too, they all said, so they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll, ca- you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work. He jumped into the water and headed to the shore. The others stayed with the boat and, you know, pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were, you know, only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, They found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were a hundred and fifty-three large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. 
Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, man, you, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Third time, he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, dude, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, man, then feed my sheep. Amen. The love of friends carries us through good times and times of trouble. Jesus modeled for us true friendship even through times of disappointment and hurt. Do you have a, a friend that you've known and been friends with since childhood? I certainly do. I love, I have known, excuse me, I've known my uh, friend Kevin most of my uh, whole life. We grew up in, in the same town, and I was two years older, but he was in my sister's grade, and so I got to know him well early on, and we just we just clicked. You know, there's just those people that you're just meant to be in their life, and they're meant to be in your life, and we just clicked. He is one of really a few... He's, he's one of a few really, really close friends that I have had in my life. You know, I haven't had a whole lot of really close friends, but there are a few of them, and each and every one of them know who they are. Um, so back in 2004, I, I had come back to Christ. I've certainly talked about that in the past. That's not a secret. You are all aware of what led me back to faith. Uh, you're all aware of my past and exploring with different religions and being Wiccan for so many years and how that en ended up being empty for me and I ended up coming back. And I'm, you know, I'm not judging Wicca itself. I'm, this is all for me, not necessarily for others. But just, just ended up coming back to Christ and praise God I did I'm, I'm definitely not upset about that but you've all heard that story but it, it was not all sunshine and roses for me once I became Christian and I, I'm not sure I've necessarily expressed that end of it but <clears throat> I had a lot to learn and a uh, long way to go before I would become the me that you all know you see, when I came back to the faith, I was so zealous for my reclaimed faith that I became 
super zealous, kind of like Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul, the apostle, you know, kind of like Saul of Tarsus, but for Christ. I wanted to serve Christ so badly, and I thought the way to do that was to convert people over to the faith, you know? Yes, I used my brotherly gift of harassing and annoying people like I used to do with my sister as a tool of evangelizing. Oh, I dropped, you know, a fake million-dollar bill on the ground hoping people... Uh, you know, in their greed, would pick it up and see the gospel message on it. I watched TBN religiously got caught up in the Left Behind series. I even got really into a series called, uh, I forget the actual, the full title of the show, but it was with Jack Van Impey. And if you haven't looked it up, uh, check it up. His last name is Van, V-A-N, capital I, uh, Impe, capital I-M-P-E. Check him out. Uh, you will find that entertaining or scary one way, <laughs> one way or the other. But I used to watch that stuff you know, all the time. And, uh, and I got into a show on TBN called uh, The Way of the Master, uh, starring Ray Comfort and... Kirk Cameron of Growing Pains fame. In fact, I'm looking over right now uh, to my bookshelf in my personal study at home, and I am seeing the Evidence Bible, which was a Bible put out by the Way of the Master, specifically by Ray Comfort and uh, Kirk Cameron. So, um, you know, and that Bible was supposedly filled to the brim with all of this evidence proving the Bible to be true, and you know, and then you can point to people to the evidence to show that, you know, the Bible's true. And so that's kind of like what the show was about, about kind of proving that God is true to people. But it, it took a, an interesting approach. Um, so that program taught me that I could just approach people and without even really having a relationship with them. Uh, you know, their, their thing is you can, you can build a relationship with people in 15 seconds. And then he show, goes up to him and says, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Great. Yeah, my name's Ray. Oh, great. I'm Bill. Oh, hi, Bill. Yeah. So, so you live around here, you know, and it's all small talk before they get into the thing. And of course, within 15 seconds of that small talk, they know each other and now have a relationship. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying not to be cynical, but, but like, truth be told, friends, uh, you don't really have a relationship with somebody in 15 se seconds. Yes, they're talking to you. You're making pleasantries. They, they, you seem nice. They're giving you the time and the, the day, but it's not a relationship. They're not going to, you know, you know, trust you with their lives. You know, they don't know you for Adam. So, anyway, that aside, I don't want to derail too much here, but, um, you know, I would, um, I, evidently, I could just approach people according to them and, and without even a relationship, just, you know, I could point to them. I could point them to their sins and just how sinful they are. You know, once I show them what a nice guy I am and how I have their best interest in mind, I can walk them through the Ten Commandments and show just how they stack up against the Ten. And, of course, I mean, if you go through the Ten Commandments, we all know. You know it's like, oh, well, do you love God solely? Holy? Well, yeah, I'm I'm a pretty good person. I love God. Oh, really? Yeah, so you always put God first? Well, yeah. so you go to church uh, every week? Well, no, not every week, you know. And then they'll, they'll, that's how they do it. They'll walk them through the Ten Commandments. Like, oh, you know, but 
but I've never killed anybody. Oh, 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 but have you ever been angry with them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been angry with people. Well, well it says in the Bible that if you're even angry with somebody, you're going to hell. It says that? Yeah. And so, so if all of this is true, how do you think you stack up? And, of course, the answer is, well, and if, I mean, if, if I can't even live up to the Ten Commandments, I mean, whew, I guess I'm not going to heaven you know and and this is how they do it and they they walk walk people through the ten commandments and show them how sinful they are and then tell them that the way the way that that you can overcome this because uh you just you can't you can't live out the ten commandments perfectly no matter who you are and so the only way you can do that is uh is for uh for jesus to come into your life and for you to believe Jesus. I mean, it's just, we'll never live up to that standard. But with Jesus, we can. That's why we need Jesus. That's the hook. So, uh, great program, right? Well, guess what? It flopped for me. Uh, first, I tried it on my sister, mm -hmm, who grew up like, you know, Christian like me. And, oh, I was going to show her. And, boy, did I show her and then she showed me and barely spoke to me for quite some time that's how well i showed her and uh so what did i do i know i bet you're thinking oh todd todd todd's a good guy he stopped right like he realized how foolish that was it didn't work it, it, he tried on his sister it didn't work so he, he stopped Mm, yeah, of course I didn't. That's that's not what I do. You see, I um I doubled down. I I tried it on my friend Kevin and drove him away too, or so I thought I did. As it turned out, Kevin never actually held that against me. He understood me and why I was excited, even if it annoyed the heck out of him. And it had annoyed the heck out of him. Anyway, years later, I, I had to make amends. I, I had grown in my faith, matured. I knew that I had hurt my sister and my friend, so I apologized to both of them. I sincerely apologized, acknowledging how wrong I had been and how I had wronged them, really, you know, and hurt them. And that, though I did not have the... I mean, though I did have the best of intentions, and of course I did. I mean, who doesn't want to see their their friends and their family saved. I mean, that's important, right? Like, I mean, I had good intentions, but my actions were inexcusable. You see, the best of intentions don't necessarily justify the actions, and that's, that's a reality that's sometimes hard for people to learn. <clears throat> now, at the time, Kevin was not a Christian at all. However, over the course of time and without my constantly badgering him, Kevin did eventually come to Christ and got baptized on his own terms. Praise God, amen? I mean, let's hear it for our brother Kevin. I love that guy, man. I love him to death, and I love his family. They're just a great, great people. And my sister to this day loves and supports her brother, even even tunes in to watch, you know, my services, you know, praise God, hallelujah, amen. Let's hear it for my sister for loving and putting up with her brother. I mean, look at me. Listen to me. She's got a lot on her plate, you know. We all make mistakes in our friendships, friends. We've, we've all failed 
friends. We've all had difficult friendships. We've all experienced the difficulty of forming and keeping relationships. And just as God meets us where we are, we are called to meet people where they are. This is a powerful story of love, friendship, and forgiveness. The Gospel of John recorded Peter denying being a follower, follower or a friend of Jesus three times the night before his crucifixion, yet on, being, yet on the beach following the resurrection, maybe their first private conversation since that night, Jesus asks Peter, Do you love me? Or agape in Greek. In Greek. Agape. And two times Peter answered, Lord, you know I love you deeply as a friend. Or philia in Greek. The third time Jesus asks Peter, and by this time he's hurt and likely embarrassed by his denial, Peter do you really love me deeply as a friend? And Peter responds, Lord, you know all things, and you know now that I, I love you deeply as a friend. Again, note that the first two times Jesus asked Peter if he agape loved him, meaning did Peter wholly and fully love Jesus the way that God wholly and fully loved him? Did he love Jesus as his Lord, as his Savior? Did he love Jesus with all of himself? So again, the first two times Jesus asks Peter if he agape loved him, if he agape loved him, by the third time, it became evident to Peter, hence his shame, that he did not yet have agape love for Jesus, who that time asked Peter if he truly did even love him as a friend, let alone agape love. The memory of denying Jesus flooded him, painfully reminding him how short he fell. But Jesus was not asking this to guilt Peter. No, no, no. But to prepare him for what laid ahead. And then Jesus in the next verse, the very next verse following where our scripture today ended, Jesus said this to Peter, I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you were old... When you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you and take you where you do not want to go. In other words, Peter might not have been there up to that point. But one day, Peter would grow to love Jesus, not only as a true loving friend, but as his Lord and as his savior. Have you ever been in Peter's situation where someone showed you more love than you were capable of giving? 
And perhaps you felt that uh, that way with other people or even with God. Regardless, how did that make you feel? Was that was that love transformative for you? If so, how did it transform you? Because of Jesus showing Peter graceful forgiveness, he was then able to live into the new commandment to wash one another's feet in humble love, which had given him, which had been given just prior to the foretelling of Peter's denial in John chapter 13. When have you experienced a time when you had to deal with your own failure in a relationship? Was that person gracious, like Jesus? Or not? Has there been a friendship in your life that has seen you through different stages of life? How have long-term friendships transformed your life? What are some practical things we could do to build friendships beyond your normal social circles? I mean, think about that. Did you, did you know that we had an opportunity to open our doors? And this is for those of you who are living in my community or are part of my congregation. And surely this doesn't hurt those of you who aren't to know this. But did you know we had an opportunity to open our doors to a Hispanic congregation? looking to start up yeah they wanted to start up a congregation and they were looking for space to do that and let me ask you this question if you attend my church or if you attend the church you are and let's say wherever you are this was the scenario that that your pastor and leadership were were, were considering would that news make you happy would you be cool with another congregation worshiping in your place of worship, in your church building? Or would that concern you, anger you even, to think that the church would rent out space to another church? In other words, is your faith about the building or the community that surrounds it? Who is someone at your job or in your neighborhood who may need a friend? How could you start building a friendship with that person? Is there someone who you need to ask forgiveness from? Or that you need to forgive? How might you reach out? Or as a church community either my church community or wherever you're attending, how could we be a friend to people of various ethnic backgrounds living amongst us? How do we go from being a building for some to a church for all people? How do we go reversing the fact that Sunday morning is the most segregated time in America? Because churches tend to stick 
to their own quote-unquote kind. Seriously. How diverse is your church? Hmm. Let us reflect on that. And as we begin to vision together, as we begin to reflect together, let us discern where God is leaning, leading us. Amen? And if you're in another congregation, perhaps this is how you can get visioning going there. Where's God leading us today? Where's God leading us today? Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you and praise you for this opportunity to, to just be, you know, just be your disciples, to be your, your people, your ambassadors here on this earth to serve you, Lord. And um, help us to do so. Help us to be faithful in doing so and help us to be a loving friend to others just as you have put loving friends into our lives. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I just want to thank you for tuning in. This is, again, part one of a four-part series entitled Summer of Love. Again, today's message was entitled Loving Friends. So uh, that's the first stop on our, our road trip uh, in the Summer of Love. And so I look forward to seeing you next week. Again, if this is your main uh, spiritual nourishment uh, and you would like to contribute we would love that the links are in the episode notes so feel free to help us out either on tithely or paypal um, if this is supplemental and you attend another congregation by all means support your congregation and if you have extra and you would like to give i'm sure your church wouldn't mind your charity being given to others as well so we would love that too but in all things friends remember that you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace and rock on.